everyone, and welcome to What Would My Shrink Say, a podcast where you get inside the heads of a couple psychologists and see life through their eyes. You'll never be the same. Hey, Todd. Dr. Wignall, how are you? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. Today, I want to talk about a question I, I hear fairly often, or it's not a question even, it's like a it's like some kind of a weird demand, but it's this is this is what I hear from people. I need to be more emotionally available to my partner. Do you ever hear this? Yeah, well, uh, yeah. I or or my my partner available. is telling me I need to be more emotionally uh-huh. available. That's what I hear a lot. Yeah, right. yeah. And 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 he, yeah. So go ahead. <laughs> this was no, a good time. No, no, no. Why why are you why are you laughing? Why are we chuckling about this? Uh, th- that word need is an important an important part of this mm. comment. Yeah. Um, when, when a client tells you they need to do something that, that word alone, um, kind of sets off a lot of psychologists, spidey senses. Yeah. We're always on the lookout for rigid thinking, right? Like I must do this. (laughs) I need to do this. I should do this. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there are things you need to do your taxes, right? Definitely. To feed your children. Like there are things you need to do. Um, but that's, Mm -hmm. it can be those, those needs and shoulds can be slippery slopes, right? So I think that's what, that's why yeah. our little spidey senses go off when we hear stuff like this, right? Yeah, behind those words tends to tend to be a lot of rigidity and inflexibility and distress. Potentially, yeah. Okay, so let's 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 kind of reverse yeah. engineer our way into this, like emotional availability. Like, what do you mm-hmm. what do you think that means exactly? Like, let's define our terms. Well, I think in this in these kinds of situations where we're um, you know, especially in a romantic relationship, let's say where one partner is telling the other partner, you need to be more emotionally available uh, to me. It, it could mean one or two things. One, that they feel their partner isn't sharing enough of their emotional experience with them mm-hmm. or that they, their partner is not um, willing, able, or, or, um, or would like to kind of discuss emotion um, or emotional topics. Yeah, totally. That's what, it, to my mind, there's like, yeah, there's two sides to that, right? There's Those two. My, yeah. my wife is telling me I need to be more sensitive to her emotions when she, and more receptive mm-hmm. and, you know, more validating or whatever, or mm-hmm. she wants me to share more of how I feel. Right. So that's, I think that's yeah. a good, like, if this is an issue for you, it's, it's useful to maybe clarify which one of those is this, um, or maybe, mm-hmm. and maybe it's both, but I think those are the two big kind of you can get into trouble if you're, if you're confusing those or if you're unclear about those two. Yeah. But it does seem to be either you're not sharing enough or you're unwilling to kind of hold that space for your partner to be in. Um, one of those two. Mm, oh, okay. Yeah. Wait, this is a good, like therapisty term, hold that space for your partner. So let's say, let's say my wife, um, is telling, has told me, you know, when you go see Todd in therapy, this is what you really need to talk about. You're not being emotionally available enough. Um, and what she means is, she, I'm not holding space for her emotions like she would like me to. So like, what, what does oh, that I, mean? Oh, I actually had a, I had a, a different, different uh, idea in mind, but. Oh, uh, <laughs> no. Okay. Wait, what was your yeah. idea? Um, f- for example, uh, your, your partner comes and says, I, you know, I'm really having a hard time with um, this person at work and it's really stressing me out. And and you launch right into problem solving for them or telling them oh, what yeah. they need to do rather than saying, Oh, let me, let me hold this space where you're frustrated and sad. And, mm. and, you know, I don't have to fix that, you know? And so sometimes emotional availability can be you launch into problem solving rather than kind of just be okay with her being frustrated and 
disappointed in her situation. So me being emotionally available might look like when you say I'm holding space for like, instead of Mm -hmm. me going into advice giving or problem solving or whatever, I just like, I just listen and I, maybe I validate a little bit like, yeah, it must be hard. Like I can see how that would be tough. Um, and so you, you just let their emotions hang out. You acknowledge them. Maybe you validate them, but you don't compulsively try to do something to give advice or change. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. That's kind of what I intended. But, um, uh, two, I think what you were alluding to was that your feelings aren't being validated either by behavior or, or outcome or something like that, that because you won't talk to Todd about your feelings that I want you to talk about. Um, oh, yeah. Your so unwillingness that's, to do that. Yeah. That's the other one, right? Like basically you suck at talking about how you feel, <laughs> right? Like that's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's the version of this, right? Um, yeah. W- and this is a, this is a real thing, right? Like difficult emotions are difficult obviously by definition, right? They're hard. And part of that being hard is like talking about them. Like I, I look, mm-hmm. my, my example of this is always like, if you're an adult, I'm assuming most of the people listening to this are, are adults. What was the last time you heard a grown adult say, I'm sad? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like probably never. Like I cannot think of a time when I have like recently outside of the context of therapy where someone has said like, I'm sad. It's always like, oh, I'm stressed or I'm really hurt or, you know, I'm bummed out or I'm depressed or like no one's listening to me. I feel. Yeah. 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 So, so these are all symptomatic often of this thing where we do, where we kind of dance around the actual feeling. Right. Mm. And I think I'm curious about your take on this, but, but to me, it's, it's basically just an avoidance strategy saying I'm sad is more raw. It's more vulnerable. It's in some ways, it's more honest. It's just like, yes, mm-hmm. I am sad. Right? I'm literally sad. Whereas saying like, well, I'm bummed out using a metaphor, or I'm just really, you know, um, stressed out, or I'm, I'm, I'm really hurting, right? These are all kind of like metaphors, or they, they're a little more guarded, right? Ways mm-hmm. of describing mm-hmm. um, what's going on with us and, and kind of keeping the, the feeling itself, like the raw emotion like add a little kind bit of, of a numbing distance. it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. So I think this is a, it's a common like habit. I think a lot of us fall into, which is we, yeah, we sort of in the language we use to describe what's going on with us or how we're feeling. We do, I call it intellectualizing, right? We sort of, instead of just talking about the raw feeling, we kind of wrap it in this like metaphorical or overly intellectual verbal package, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of I'm afraid, it's I'm stressed out. Instead of I'm sad, it's I'm super bummed out right now, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So that can be a common, like if people in your life are complaining um, <laughs> or giving you feedback that you need to be more emotionally available, more expressive of how you're feeling, that could be a part of it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you, ever, do you ever run into this? Our thanks to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode of What Would My Shrink Say? As therapists, Todd and I know how painful emotional struggles can be. From anxiety and low self-esteem to relationship conflict and self-doubt, painful patterns of thought and emotion are brutal to live with and tragic in how they sabotage our goals and aspirations. And while we hope this podcast is a helpful starting point, there's no substitute for working one-on-one with a professional therapist. BetterHelp is the easiest way to find a great therapist who's great for you. When you sign into their secure online platform, they'll assess your specific needs and match you up with a licensed professional therapist so you can get started in as quickly as 48 hours. And with a network of over 20,000 professional therapists, it's available to anyone worldwide. You can log into your account anytime to message your therapist or schedule weekly video or phone sessions. Visit betterhelp.com backslash what would my shrink say to get started right away. And as listeners of the show, you'll get 10% off your first month when you sign up using our link 
betterhelp.com backslash what would my shrink say, which you can also find in the show notes. Once again, our thanks to BetterHelp for sponsoring the show. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm surprised. Um, as, as a psychologist, I think I'm really good about talking about how other people feel. Um, but I definitely um, have had people tell me, you know, I don't, you've just talked for a long time. I don't know how you feel about that, you know, and, and it's because, you know, it's, it's, it is maybe a way um, that it's harder for me to talk about how I feel about something than just to kind of talk about how somebody else feels about it, which totally. I, I'm not emotionally available in that way. I guess I got to look at that. Maybe you're not as emotionally available as you could be, <laughs> not as emotionally expressive um, or vulnerable right, as right. you could be. But no so, matter which end of that um, situation you're on, I think uh, whether it feels like um, your partner telling you you're not sharing enough or you're not kind of allowing, you know, my emotions to be and, and validating them. Um, my thought about this topic was I usually start encouraging people to practice authentic um, uh, behaviors um, in line with this, right? So, so in other words, if their partner is saying, hey, you're not sharing enough of how you feel, mm-hmm. um, the idea that you're going to share things only because your, your wife isn't, is upset with you, that's, that's a really, um, I wouldn't encourage that kind of uh, response. But I would say, you know, if you can authentically kind of back up and say, you know, I, maybe I, I do want to work at that. And, and I can start a little bit of a, at a time and kind of sharing how I feel in these occasions. And I'm willing to do that authentically and see how that goes. I'm all for something like that. But, mm-hmm. but usually, um, when this question comes up, or this comment of I need to be more emotionally available, um, that need is such a critical part of that statement or that like I should be almost yeah. Um, because man, that forces a lot of weird inauthentic behavior and you don't learn much inside authentic, inauthentic behavior. It's in other words, um, if you're, if you're not doing it for a reason that really matters to you, if you're yeah, doing it just then, to check a box or keep someone happy or something like that. Yeah. There's not a lot of learning going on for you and, and probably some resentment and frustration growing as you do this thing that you really don't want to do. So, yeah. So, I, go ahead. Yeah. So, I usually encourage clients when when this topic comes up um, to look at, you know, where which one is it, do you want to work on, or do and, and do you authentically really want to work on that? And if so, where are you okay um, trying something new? You know, does that make yeah, sense? Yeah. So to really check, to really kind of turn inward and reflect on, like, hmm, like, do I need to be a little bit more? Like, would it be good for me? Would it be good for us? Or do I want to be? Good? Yeah. Do I want yeah. to be? Could that? Could there be some benefits mm-hmm. to that? And, um, but I, I don't usually encourage people at the outset to start changing a behavior because their partner thinks they should, or because uh, right they're telling themselves they need to or have to or should. Yes. Yeah. But the kind of irony here is that probably all of us could be better at being more emotionally available, <laughs> right? Like this is probably something <laughs> everybody could benefit from working on. I would, I would think like, I, I certainly could be better about this. Um, and I'm a psychologist and talk about this stuff all the time. Yeah, there's probably room for improvement. I, I think it, it is important to say, man, authentically, is that something, you know, you really want to pursue? Is it, is it a huge deal to you? Um, because man, doing those things under those shoulds again, but yeah, there's always room for improvement. Yeah. I think the, the, um, the motivation matters and making sure you're doing it, um, for the right reasons is important. Um, yeah. 
especially around emotional availability in a relationship, it should be a very voluntary thing, I think. Yeah, it's going to be hard to kind of make that very open clear. up authentically and honestly if you're doing it because you feel like you have to or you're going <laughs> right, to get like, right. you know, revenge is going to come down upon you if you don't do it. Um, yeah, yeah, and I think when, when we mentioned, or when you mentioned this topic, this was my driving point, was like, ooh, man, when it comes in that form, it's so brutal because the steps to becoming emotional, more emotionally available in any which way you decide um, would necessarily be fairly obvious. You want to authentically move into those spaces and get more and more comfortable. You know, maybe, maybe you start by saying, Hey, when I come home from work, I kind of want to share a little bit more about whether there was a good day or not. And maybe I can talk a bit in those terms pretty lightly. And yep. once that feels comfortable, maybe I can share more about over here, but you know, I don't really want to share some of these feelings over there. And authentically I don't. That's a great point <laughs> too. Okay. Like you're not necessarily yeah. under any obligation to share everything, be perfectly yeah. transparent about everything. Well, for example, um, sometimes I get asked how my day was at the end of work. And I'm like, the mm -hmm. last thing I want to do at the end of my day is kind of recount right. every conversation I've had through the day. You know, I kind of want to let those conversations simmer and, and, and fade and um, and I, don't I think that, go through that's, a, that's a great point. Cause I think one thing we don't necessarily realize is that different people have different preferences for how they share their experiences. Right. So for instance, mm -hmm. like some people, as soon as something they've had a difficult day, they want to talk it out. Like they want to talk it through. Right. That's their style. Right. Other people really want to let that kind of sit and like marinate a little bit and let themselves process it for a while first. So it's important to be careful. Like, and I, I know personally, I, I'm a, like, let's talk it out like right away. Like if something's going wrong, like let's talk it out. Right. Um, uh -huh. but I know like other people in my life, especially my wife, like that's not necessarily <laughs> the way she always wants to process things. So I, yeah. I, I do think that's, that's a great point that your kind of style of processing mm -hmm. and sharing how you're feeling matters and you in any kind of relationship you guys need to be on the same page about um understanding where the other person stands or at least functionally respect it for each other you know i mean it's awfully hard sometimes to be on the same page especially if you're really different and how you want to handle things hey everyone nick and i really appreciate you listening to the podcast Please rate us on iTunes if you get a chance. And if you have any feedback or comments for us, that'd be great as well. And if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to cover in the podcast, let us know in the comment section as well. Thanks.